So for those of you who are just coming, walking in now, or maybe you haven't been at Romamu before, or maybe you've been to Romamu many, many times, but you haven't been here in a long time. So let me tell you a little bit about Romamu. We're that shul where people are engaged and don't talk. That's the shul. We're the place where people are engaged and don't talk. We're also that place where when we do the Torah service, the first aliyah, the first calling up, is not given to one person or two people or three. It's open for anyone in the community who feels called to come forward to Torah this morning for the first calling up. It's an open aliyah. It's open up. So listen to these words. And if they speak to you, then I invite you to come forward this morning to get a blessing and to be read with the reading of the Torah this morning. If you are following along, hopefully you are in your Chumash, in your Torah. We're on page 679, chapter 16, verse 1. 679. If you do not have a Chumash, I invite you to look on with someone who does. Anybody here who doesn't have one? Okay. Are there more Chumashim in the back, Howard? Anybody? So please, if you have your hand up. Howard and some of the other people bring around a chumash for you. A, a set of the five books of Moses. Chapter 16 of the book of Leviticus. Chapter 16 of the book of Leviticus is the second telling of a story that maybe we would have wanted not to have the first telling happen. Chapter 16 of the book of Leviticus, Vaikra Tetzayin, tells us the story of Nadav and Avihu, the two eldest sons of the older brother of Moses. Moses is one of three children. His big sister Miriam, his big brother Aaron, and Aaron has four boys. Right? My four sons. And the first two, Nadav and Avihu, were told earlier in the book of Leviticus, for some reason they bring something that wasn't expected. They bring a strange or foreign fire, it's called an Esh Zarah. They do something wrong, and their punishment is capital. Their lives are taken in a very traumatic and tragic way. At the very moment when the tabernacle or the Mishkan, the mobile sanctuary in the desert was completed and about to be functional. The two sons of Aaron bring this strange fire and then they are taken. And now in chapter 16, we come back to the story as if, as we said last night, this is something that the Torah is herself trying to complete. It returns again now. By Yidaber Adonai El Moshe in verse 1 of chapter 16, Acharei Mos, Shnei Bnei Aaron, after the death of these two children of Aaron, in their having come close to the Lord, to Yudhevavhe, to God, and they died. And God says to Moshe, Daber el Aaron Achicha, speak to Aaron, your brother. Tell him not to come in any moment into the holy place. Don't come any old time. There's, there's a time for coming to the holy place and a time not for coming in. 
need to make an appointment. Me based on parochas, el penea kapores, asher aron velo yamus, ki vianani reela kapores. God says to Moses, tell Aaron, and then very pointedly calls Aaron, Moses' brother. Moses now is to speak to his brother, the two brothers. His older brother, who has lost two children, says to him, let me tell you this lesson. Don't come at any moment. There's a specific time for coming to the holy place. So let me start this next three or four minutes of looking at this with a recognition. The text gives us reasons for the death of Nadav and Avio for these two young men, but none of the reasons are sufficient for our sensibilities. We in our own minds, when we read the Torah or the Bible story here, we get stuck at the moment of, wow, really? Crime and punishment don't seem to be connected. Really? Seems so severe. All of a sudden, we're looking at the Bible going, there you go, Old Testament. There you go, Bible being all severe. That's not a Torah that I would believe in. So if we could for a moment park that. And here's why. The Torah is trying to teach us a lesson about life that is relevant in every generation. And so if we could for a moment imagine that something is happening here that is relevant for my life and your life, something about timeliness, something about the repercussions of not being in rhythm with something, being out of sync. The Torah is telling us, and we can say for a moment, crime, punishment, something went wrong. And something went wrong, the Torah wants us to know now, because of timing. Because it was the wrong moment for something. Anybody ever here suffer the consequences of a choice they made which was not at the right time? Anybody? Only one person? Yeah, two, three people. There's something the Torah is speaking to in this moment that if we get caught on the biblical story in its particularity that we lose the larger lesson the Torah is trying to embody and infuse us with. The book of Ecclesiastes says famously and became of course for every season turn, turn there is a moment and that in business in relationships, in politics, in spirituality, there are moments that are the right moments and there are moments that are the wrong moments. There are ways that we sometimes force an issue that would be better off being left to be pulled back. Sometimes we feel that the resistance of the moment is just resistance that we must power through I know you're not ready, but I really, really need you to hear this. I know that you're shut down, but as your manager, I would rather you know whether you're shut down or not, that this is the moment I'm choosing to speak to you. So get ready. God says to Moses, tell Aaron something profound about 
his sense that the two sons were not in sync with the moment. They didn't hear a moment. They pushed an issue that needed more time, more space. They were out of alignment with what was the arc of that moment. The Torah this morning and every Yom Kippur, because we read this every Yom Kippur, says to us that when we miss the mark, because Yom Kippur is the day of missing the mark, that often when we miss the mark, make mistakes, often it's because we've misread the moment. We thought an invitation was being presented, but it wasn't. We thought in our own timing that the river wanted to be pushed, but it didn't. And if we think for a moment about our lives in the framing of trying to be in a dance with every moment's invitation, reading it right. Because every moment sends us one of those evites, right? Attending or not attending. And sometimes we attend a moment in the wrong way. We attend to a relationship in the wrong style. What is being called for and what we bring are out of sync. And at the root of this morning's reading is a fundamental understanding of the possibility that we might sync up. We might find a way to be syncopated and in rhythm. And that if we attune ourselves to one fundamental truth, which is sometimes not doing is doing. Sometimes not doing is doing. Sometimes shave the alta se adif. That sitting and waiting for the right moment, the bechol eight, the time that we need, is what wisdom demands. And if we could find that rhythm, we might effectuate more change in our lives, in the polity, in the social environment. So, what is this moment's demand? It could be that we have the inverse now. It could be that in our body politic and in our national conversation, we have for too long been passive sitting and waiting for the right moment, but the moment is here. We need to listen deeply to what is being asked. So if you this morning, as you're listening to this communication between God and Moses, as good advice to Aaron and future priests, to attune our ears to hear the moment. Not every moment is what we want it to be, but rather, what is the moment asking of us? If that's where you are in your life, trying to decide, should I stay or should I go? Should I push or should I pull? Should I step in or should I step out? If that's where you are and you really know that's where you are, because this might not be for everyone here, that's cool. I invite you at this moment to please open up, to rise up and to come forward to the Torah, for the first Aliyah this morning.